Kia Do I sound super energised? You do, you do. Because, oh, you know, when we first gave this, uh, oh, agreed on 11 o'clock, yep. I cracked open a beer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then obviously we got delayed and I, I drank that beer and then I've been playing with the Anchor app and I'm... <laughs> it's gone to your head. <laughs> I'm almost asleep, but not tired. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Was that just slightly drunk, maybe, on a sad day? Like, With one beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I think it's the fasting that I'm doing. Oh, yeah, that would definitely. Man, I can have I can have nothing to eat all day, one beer straight to the head. Mm. I, nearly, I nearly fall over. I've done, uh, I've done pretty much a full week of minimum 12, 13-hour fasting periods every day, every night. Where, oh, at night. Yeah, so 7 p.m. knockoff, don't eat after then, and then go to work at 4, 4 o'clock in the morning and don't eat till 8.30 a.m. smoko. Wow. So that's, yeah, 13 and a bit hours. And yeah. it's awesome, man. I'm energetic through the whole day. I think it's doing some hormonal stuff. It's good. Oh, that's me. That's okay. wicked. So, we, yeah, let's do the show. So we, do we? What do we do here? Do we? Are we going back to the first episode? We've got to redo it. Yeah, we, we don't. Hey? So people that are listening. Oh, okay. Let's go right back. Uh, yeah, we're middle. Oh, I'll just do me. Yeah, man. You do. So Brett Nugent is my name. Forty-five year old, aka middle aged. I can't believe I'm still middle aged. Um, dad, father of two, living in Australia for 20, oh, no, 19 years, married, and uh, in my job for the past eight months, podcasts, and really enjoy listening to the, the casual audio of like the likes of Joe Rogan, and thought, why not give it a go? So, my good friend, Maddie King, I thought we'd uh, establish it, you listen to a lot yourself. So, yeah, this is our show to just discuss things that affect our lives. Nothing too um, serious, but um, just... Oh, <laughs> I'm, big man. I'm running out of words because of that beer, that singer. <laughs> those that don't know me, I'm uh, yeah, quite athletic. Wow. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I'll definitely say that. Yeah, I'll say that. You're definitely... Nasty, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely fitness is high in my lifestyle. Yeah, um, right behind food and family. Uh, yeah, so yeah, man, uh, come over in 1999 from New Zealand to Australia. Um, and it's been a long journey, and I'm glad of, I'm happy where I am. It's been awesome, uh, ups and downs, obviously. But um, yeah, hopefully this will attract uh, similar people, maybe Kiwi dads who are over here or back home, and hopefully you guys can um, feel our vibe as we discuss many things, including music, hip hop, food, just whatever comes to our the front of our minds. Yep. Maddie King, over to you, bro. Yeah, man. Wow, yeah, me real quick. Forty three, came here ninety five. So I've been here longer than I've been in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, past the halfway mark, 
work for sure. my work for myself. Got five kids. I'm the same as you. As in, uh, family's the number one thing in my life. Family and uh, uh, yeah, family and and looking after them. So it's works related. Sort of all gets incorporated to it because I run my own business and my family works with me. Um, fitness probably it's not as high on my agenda as yours and that's cool because we but we can still relate that way like you know what i mean um i pull you up in certain parts and you pull me up in certain parts hey, dude totally um music is massive in my world um and and yeah man just and and going through that journey of sort of feel i feel awake more so than I've ever felt in my life. And uh, and you and I really um, touched on that earlier on, like a few years ago. So I think we're both going through that self-reflection and journey uh, within ourselves and growing as people, as fathers, as uh, brothers, sons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel ticking more. What's that? I feel the clock ticking more. Mm. See, I um, I'd have to say uh, I'm very. Uh, the way I look at it, so I'm 43, and the way I look at my life and what's coming as I go, okay, I'm 43. My life expectancy, I want to hit 100. That's my goal, 100, and not 100. Just make it there. I want to hit 100. Still being able to talk with my grandkids and walk around and be mobile and be lucid and um, you know have those thoughts and so I think to myself I'm 43 there's still I'll, I'll take it back to 40 and say I've got another 60 years so that's my lifetime plus another 20 or in reality my lifetime plus another 17 so man that's that's huge so I'm like I know that that gap get smaller and smaller so it's like making the most of every moment. So yeah, I guess yes, yeah, I can. Prioritize yeah. it because I think in your twenties you just don't even think about the finish line. No, 40, 50, 60, a hundred. But now that maybe you could say we're in that middle aged market, so like, okay, yeah, maybe this 10, 20, 30, 40 years to go, I better start doing the things that I really want to do. And and now with all those other priorities in your life, you've really got to manage your time well yeah, and definitely that you've got to be realistic about how much time you can put into something because there's so many things I want to do right oh. now but I know if I want to do something the less other things I have and that's permanently something I'm current yeah doing, shiny objects that oh oh over there over there and then just distract myself from what I was originally focused on yeah but, man um, I, I think that going thing to improve on yeah i i totally feel you man like i I see that with everyday world man just even running my own business it's like i work out my week and my week blows out to two weeks to three weeks real quick and then before you know it a month's gone past and it's like what everything i wanted to achieve in that month i'm still haven't achieved yet because all the all life life gets in the way but you know it's not in a bad way but it's just funny you don't realize time management is oh I'm shocking at it too. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm constantly like trying to do the to-do list thing. Yep. I've got a whiteboard up in my garage where I walk out there and it's split into, it's kind of like a, 
a center, a box in the middle. Yep. And it's today, and I try and put two or three three things that I want to achieve today, and then it might have next to that two or three things to do in the near future, and that can be like make a phone call to someone or pay a bill. It's not monstrous, but I try and minimize those those initial things to get me going in the day and have that in the back of my mind. I've got to ring this guy. I've got to pay this bill and blah, blah, blah. So those are in the middle. And then the other four, the other areas I've split into four. Yep. And I've got home with the actual home, the house, whatever, anything to do with that. I've got family. So things that we need to do or things we need to um, focus on like trips away or events at school or anything. My my fitness business, that's another corner. So things that I can do to improve that. And then the last thing is just the miscellaneous, I believe, of just long-term plans or whatever. But yeah, bro, there's days where I don't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, man, that was going well for the first week, and now I don't even look at it. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> I got my young fellow yeah, I've got my young fella showing me his toys. Um, you know, yep, yeah, yeah, man. Started doing recently though, just to you know how it's always good to have a, a in the morning. Is I'm texting myself when I think of something. Ah. So I'll send text to myself throughout the day of what I want done by the end of the day, and if I don't, yeah, doing that, it's going good. Yeah, man, I, I, I get you there. I have that. Um, I've started using, um, I use a lot of my calendar app um, and because my daughter works very much alongside me and helping me, uh, you know, with uh, work-wise, I use that as my um, sort of where I'm at of a day-to-day, which, cool. which, is, which is helping me definitely, definitely. Sometimes you can overcomplicate it, man, like with Trello and that, like, it, man, holy. I end up with yeah, five or six boards. Yeah. I was using Trello, of course, back in the day when I was working with you, but um, and then took it to the next level for things like my own business and even daily life. But yeah, it's just, it's an overload. Yeah. And you get, and you get caught up. Sometimes you get caught up in what's coming, say the future and then what you haven't done, which is the past. And the now gets left behind, and then you get this disconnection, and it's like, yeah, I've got it quite. I do it daily now. It's, um, man, five, six, seven times a day. Something that you showed me. It's like, you know, being getting in the now, sitting there, and I'll grip the steering wheel. That's it. Yeah, just and stay focused, and and it tends the stress goes away. I'm nowhere near as stressed as what I was two years ago. I'm not that same guy. No way. Two years ago, where was I? Oh, yeah. yes. I'm completely different. Place. Yeah, man. I would have just, what are we coming, March, April, May? Yeah, so two, in two months' time, it'll be two years I've been in the mining industry. Wow. I've been out of it, sorry. Yeah. Bro, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this episode there and start a new one to see if the recording saves, yeah? Yeah, sounds cool, man. Okay, bro, I'll ring you back. All right, yo. Okay, that's cool, man. That's cool. That I, I don't know if it's locked in. It actually said um, this may take a while. 
would you like to something something later notify me later so i've gone yes and it's brought me back to the home screen so i can make another call so i think that last episode's still uploading hopefully it's saved and this is a new one so do you get to edit it like you can't edit it as in taking the audio file but can you shorten the length of it like what you would with the video recording on your app on your phone you know so like say if you know what I mean, take out yeah. the first 10 seconds of it. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I don't know, bro. I've, I've On the phone, it seems a lot harder to use. But on the desktop version, I see wave files and all sorts of things that you can... Um, yeah, well. Number. Yep. So, I still don't know. But at least we're putting some money in the bank with these recordings. Yeah, man. All right, man. So, I, I'll let you know. You probably haven't done it. Um... So since we both made the the massive transition across the ditch to new to Australia from New Zealand, yep. Uh, I said for you to think of three questions to ask me concerning that subject. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to be doing that on the fly. Okay, bro. Well, you, I'll ask you three because I've just thought of the third one. Now. Yep. Writing it down. Okay. All right. You ready for number one? Yeah, man. Here we go. If you could say one thing, if you could go back in time and say one thing to yourself before you hopped on the plane to Australia from New Zealand, what would it have been? What would it have been? Before I was going to get on the plane. Is you going, come here, man. I just want to let you know something. <laughs> Jeez. Man, that's, 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 see, I would have to, I would want to tell myself before I left, see, I came over here with nothing, with no money, no nothing. And I would have said, dude, you need more money. (laughs) Straight up, get more money, have more money behind you. At least, at least five grand, at least something. Or you came over with nothing. I came over with nothing, (laughs) nothing. I sold, I sold my Holden. I had a Holden, oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was a Ford Cortina. A Ford Cortina I sold for $2,000. I came over here and I gave it to a family friend and they gambled it away and I got nothing from it. Yeah, I said, can you hold on to this for me? And I got here and it was gone. So nothing. So my world went, oh, crap. (laughs) I came over with bags. I had no, I had, I didn't have one thing, nothing, as in zip, zip. I clothes, and I had my little, uh, how old Adi would have been, how was July, two months old, three months old. Right. So three-month-year-old baby, no job prospects. No, no, I knew no one except for um, my ex's family, and that was it. Very small. I didn't even have a social network, no social circle, no, there was no internet. Yeah, uh, there was no nothing. That's crazy, man. You done well to get out of that hole. Uh, years called just, just don't give up. Yeah, exactly. I was the opposite. <laughs> I come over with six grand that I've been saving up, and I think when I come over because I had an illustrious ten-year career at Mickey D's. And yep. Over at the age of twenty-six six grand, I thought, man, I deserve a holiday. So I basically didn't work 
and I think it was coming up to three months. I was staying with my good friends. Yeah. And I was paying them rent and food and that sort of thing. But I only went out to a couple of job interviews and I wasn't getting any replies. And yep. Friend, I got down to my last $200 after three months of just bumming it and went, oh, man, I think I have to go back to <laughs> And then luckily, because um, the bro, oh, you know him, I won't say his name on here, but his, he got me work at uh, Vision. Yep. Because he was working there and that at, at the cabinet making factory. And that was, yeah, with me with $200 left in the bank, just enough to get home. And it was the week of that $200 that he said, oh, man, there's a job there finally. Go and see, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. Oh, down to the last 200 <laughs> And it was just party. It was, yeah, Gold Coast living. Oh, that's nuts. I'm, t- I'm trying to think, man. You got me stuck there. Your question, the only question I came up to you, my main thing was why. Why did you move? What made you want to leave? Well, hold on, bro. I've still got two more. Oh, are you going to go all ass of the two? Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I was actually interjecting my answer to my own question there. Huh? All good. All right, what it's was good. your best experience in your first months to one year in Australia? <sighs> best experience. I think the best one, the one that blew me away, was feeling like you made it. Like, I remember just going, it was, and if you, I go back to those complexes where I first moved to in the ring. And I remember it was a large complex, the one, the ones you normally see around all the time now. You know, there are so so houses now, but we're talking 1995. So I've come from Manurewa, Auckland, Clendon, uh, Hood, been in the Hood and, and Mangere and that, and Rafaz to, Staying where it's a villa, you're calling it a villa. Oh yeah, you know, uh, or a townhouse with the and pool, the, with the pool, and it had the waterfall and the rocks came down and a barbecue which you could use. So I'm like, I made it. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I like I'm still sleeping on the floor on my house, but I made it. Like, and I'll send back. Um, I think. I don't know how I could send back a photo. I think I'd taken a photo. I can't remember. Maybe just taking photos and then sent them back. I do remember sharing it though with my family and friends back in New Zealand and them like thinking I'm a rich motherfucker. Yeah, and, bro. I was in the same thing. I was in uh, staying at the bro's house and I'm, I think it was literally 15 steps to the pool. Yep. Yeah. And you know, sunshine every day. Like, what was oh, yeah, like? man. And just, just that whole chalk and cheese and just feeling that was my initial, that was my hugest, if that's a word, but my biggest sort of, whoa, like culture shock, going to Crown Markets, just everything around having access to so much. And it was easy. Yeah. It was easy. I did not feel like I'm doing it tough. Feel for the people that come over here now and don't have the access to what I had access to. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, I could get bond assistance. That's how I got my into my first place. You know, bang, just okay. Yep, you can have it. Yep, here's your bond, and I pay it off at like forty bucks a week. Nice yeah. answer, bro. Nice answer, bro. I'm going to cut this episode here and call you back for another one. Yeah, man. Man. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, man. All right, cool. That whole last uh, answer you gave me, bro, I I could hardly hear it. I don't know what happened, but my phone went into the home. And when I went back to the app, the sound dropped right off. Oh, wow. Uh, I could just hear you, but all good. Oh, that's a good answer. I think for me, because I come over March 99. Yep. My best experience was probably, I think, my best mate, Damo, came over. And we were on the beach and surfing high drunk for the 2000, the millennium yeah, wow. resolution thing. I'm like, bro, this is cool. <laughs> With thousands of people on Surfers Paradise Beach, turn of the century. So that was buzz. Man, that's a whole nother topic, that turn of the century, because I've got experiences from that. We okay. should, we should, hey? Yeah. Eh? Do that another show. All yeah, right, man. question number three. Best advice to give someone who wants to move over here now? F- funds. Make sure you got funds. Make sure you got job prospect. Sure. Straight up. Don't come over just thinking you can wing it because you can't no more. Like, it's not as easy as it was. It really isn't, man. The, the government have made it hard, I think, for Kiwis coming over here thinking they can do that. And saying that, and saying that, if you are confident in yourself, and yeah. you've got a really good attitude, yes, you could wing it. I because I've travelled all around this country, and I never knew where I was going from one place to the next, and I could always find a job, and I I never knew what I was going into, and I went with bills. So I kind of liken that to someone. So every time I was going to a new town or a new city. I was starting from scratch every time. And I did that for five years. So Great answer, bro. I think you've nailed it there. Confidence. Yeah, man. Hard out. Obviously, money. Money, yep. And contacts. and a- Yeah. So, so, if you're lacking confidence and you don't have that, do your homework. Don't, yep. yeah. Don't be a dumb, don't be a dumb. You can come over here and and think that Australia is going to welcome you with open arms and look after you because it won't. You'll get chewed up and spit out and be sent home. I definitely remember going to job interview. I think it was at Jupiter's as, as a kitchen hand or something. Yep. Not getting it and was just like, oh man, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. This is not working out. <laughs> like, no, that's not the right attitude. You didn't get that because something better is coming around the corner. So, yeah. Yep. That's a good answer. I wholeheartedly agree. Right, man, can you give me something off the top of your head? Yeah, man. What What was the main reason? What made you want to leave um, home? What made you want to get up and go? What was your personal experience? What was going on that went, man, I want to change? I was basically, I think, the, the last one left behind out of the bros. So good bro of mine, Steve, went, he shifted off to Rotorua. Oh, actually, 1992... Damo, Trent, they, they were like, we were in that tight circle in Palmy growing up together. School, Maccas, all grew up and pretty much were raised as, uh, yeah, brothers. Yep. And uh, they came over in 1992. That was their initial trip to Australia. They both stayed here. Uh, so there were two of the, the bros gone. Then another bro, Steve, moved up from Palmerston North. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm stuck here by myself. And I just kept partying. Earning that Macca's paycheck, spending it on the weekend, just in that vicious loop. 
in that comfort zone. And then um, 1999, it's just the comfort zone job. Years can go by. And like, I'm still what I was five to ten years ago. Yeah. And basically, uh, yeah, had the had a friend over here established with the house and his missus and said, come over, bro. So it's just basically, um, I think the main thing, yeah, looking for change. But it, seem, it seems, to, seems change. to me, yeah, but it seems to me that you kind of had a carefree attitude about it. it it's not like there wasn't like a massive force, like you oh, were. No, nothing traumatic. It was just, uh, that's the word. <laughs> Young um, yeah, me myself, me myself, um, I knew that I needed out. I need, I needed, uh, I need to change because of I wasn't in, um, probably not in the best environment for where I wanted my kids to be raised. And I had family that was here and they said, Matt, yeah, yeah, this this would be a good chance for you and your young family to to grow. And I'm yeah, so that's why I left. You know. Um my are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh my my next question was this, so that's kinda in the middle of it. If you can can you hear my son in the background? Not really. Oh, that's good. Um was it's kind of like a double, like it's a good and a bad. What are your best experiences? So, like from your entire experience here, what has been your best and worst? Do you have a best and worst? Man, getting married, having kids. Can I say that? Yeah, uh, man, done. That's easy. When yeah. if yeah. I look back at the 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 guy who was hopping on that plane, yeah, six years old, and I'm like. Man, did you know in about mm, roughly 20 years, you'll be uh, in your own house that you had built with your wife and you'll be downstairs um, dancing to Michael Jackson, your son and your daughter. <laughs> I'll be like, in 20 years, that's going to happen. And yeah, I'll be saying, damn, just get there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the journey of... Uh, being a husband and a dad yeah so lots of really cool moments like your kids being born and all those things but ah just changes who you are yep and your whole mindset oh you are the you are a different man Mm. being a dad than what i remember you when you were single you know everything i do is is beneficial for the family well and if if i'm not thinking that way then yeah your reception's just breaking up a bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your answer to this? Uh, well, you did. You haven't given me a worst. You worst. did the best. I want. If if you want to, you don't. You know, if you feel that you don't want to oh, share yeah. that, this can get personal. Worse. You can I keep it brief. I 
probably, uh, I don't know, because it's one of those things where you think uh, if I didn't go through it, I wouldn't be where I am today, probably. But um, maybe the discovery of, um, how do I put it, of being lost when yeah. you really thought about it, like not we need a put. And then that bringing up. And I'll do the next. Right, I'm going to attend the moment here, little man. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Uh, what was I saying? So, but uh, of but, anxiety creeping up, depression maybe, and just being a little lost in the world or lost in direction, and then, um, and then the space to look back at that stuff and say, oh, okay, well, how do I fix it? Instead of just succumbing to those emotions. Yeah, that's where there's like there's those worst times where you're just maybe down and out and what doing and lost. Yeah, and if you get up again, you wouldn't be heading to where you are or finding a new direction, which I think I have right now with everything I've got going on. Yeah, because of those episodes. Yeah, so it's kind of a self discovery after the loop. Yeah, because when I come over here, I, I had a, the bro I was staying with, and that was about it for friends. And for a long time, I just felt like I was just trying to be accepted, I think, and hang uh. out with the crowd and find the crowd. And through the years, there were the, you know, bros here and there. But I just like, where am I going? What am I doing? That loss, that carried on for a long time, even in my mining days. And wow. That brought on, brought on anxiety, stuff like that. But, um, bit of self-discovery going on yeah but now i know with the the circle of life that i've lived so far there's so many tools i've learned that i can pass down to my kids if they get to that yeah man that's so good that's so good that you can even reflect like that and 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 be honest with yourself too yeah yeah and you kind of see it with people that you meet you know maybe mid-20s or even 30s in the i don't know indecisive or you know just not completely at ease with themselves yeah yeah and it's just the path that everyone takes yeah man uh myself mine would have to be my best would be uh, of course you know it's you know having babies and and all that but uh traveling with my family you know being being super close with them and spending so much uh just having to rely on one another so much and really getting to know yourself as a family yeah man that's that's cool like being within inches of each other long bro you know when you're a tight family when someone farts and you can pinpoint exactly the smell of the fart who it was like (laughs) that's that's close (laughs) um worst uh i've had a lot of rough up and down in the last probably Two three years, yeah. Dealing with mental illness, bro, uh, and from a from another family member. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at too. But you just, yeah. what is the definition of mental illness? Is it those bad feelings? But sometimes they're just necessary. Yeah, you have to get sick to get really healthy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like that backwards theory. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> From a book I've been reading, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. They talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that book. Yeah, and there's another book I've listened to. Part of it. fuck yourself. 
Yeah. Which is all about the the negative thinking. This. The... Yeah. But yeah, mine's mine's real deep, so I I won't sort of dwell on too much. I just know that if I can think of a worst time in my life, ever sitting there at any one moment and going, "Oh my God, I can't." I I remember. I can remember. It actually wasn't in Australia. I was in New Zealand uh, for a tangi, and I remember sitting around. It would have been about eleven thirty at night. I had all my kids cuddled around me. I had my little boy. He was only not even one years old. Um, and we were just sitting there holding each other tight, and I'm just looking up at the stars game. Oh my god, I don't think I can think of anything worse, you mm. know. And just feeling, um, never felt so helpless. We got through it, so it was all good, but that was one pinpoint moment in my world that I went, Holy shit! Thanks, yeah. But hey, man, to you, that was that was a long time ago. Now I have, I am where I am. So, like you said, if I had, I got through it. That's it, bro. That's the stuff that makes us stronger. Yeah, man. I'm going to put this uh, episode or this podcast under self-help, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it is. There's a lot of self-help. There's a lot of self-reflection. And, and and then you've got a little bit of other stuff in there, too. So. Yeah. Hey, and by and, and any means, we need to kind of make sure we're, like, we're just two guys um, shooting the breeze a lot of the time and, and talking our, our our thoughts. Like, in no way are we <laughs> professionals in any in any way. It's just a lot of self-reflection and, and mates talking about what's going on in each other's lives and sharing it, sharing our experiences. That is a great waiver of responsibility <laughs> from this podcast. We are not professionals, and this is for information purposes only. Yes. Yeah, hard out. I'm going to hang up now and ring back for the final installment. <laughs> All good. All right, man. Was that three questions? No, nah, that was two. So I, I did – my second question had like a double yeah. in there. Um, yeah, I think – I think what was, what was I going to come up with my last one? I had it. Because I was going from reflection, so I was going from ah oh, the future. Where do you see yourself? Where does Brett Nugent see himself in the next? Let's go. I don't know. Do you think that far? Ten years ahead or five years ahead? Let's go five. Let's go five. So where does Brett Nugent see himself in five years? Ooh. Like so, I know that you've been home. So this is where this all comes about. So you've been here for so long. I know that, like me, you have this pull to go back home. Like, you go home and you have all these awesome experiences. Yep. But you've been here for so long. It's like, oh, you're in Australia. You go, oh, I can't wait to go home. You go to New Zealand. You go, oh, I can't wait to go home. Yeah. So, five years from now, where does Brett Nugent see himself? Okay, so I'd like to think that more delving into some form of health or fitness with um, – Occupation. Yep. So, um, with job, yep. Part time work into the areas of maybe physiotherapy, exercise physiologist, something like uh, part time work or volunteer work or whatever. But also, uh, balance some study to, um, to, uh, 
me become qualified in that field, whether it's physiotherapy, exercise physiology, like a degree or something, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Family-wise, I'm going to be around about, well, I will be 50 years old. I'm hoping we're having a trip to America to go to the Star Wars park around that time. Oh, um, Me, myself, just carry on with what I'm doing, which is basically sort of, I've got three interests personal interest which is you know bass guitar my movement practice um and oh today on maori which i'm still sort of uh learning myself yeah um that those uh interests have truly flourished into my everyday life somehow i don't know how music will or today on maori but uh, yeah i'm learning to incorporate my passions into my work life so work doesn't feel like work that's a big thing yeah man when you love when you love what you do yeah it's no longer a job because it's been 30 years of work and i can't say much of it has involved passion wow down like uh so that's probably a primary goal and yeah having a healthy family so, would you say definitely still being in Australia? Can you see yourself remaining here? I I think so, bro. I like yeah. back from Christmas holidays, and it was all homesick. And man, maybe maybe the calling to go back is finally here. And then we settle back into life here. And I don't know, just the 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 work going back home at the age of whatever forty five, fifty, wherever. I'll, I'd be, it's just not going, it's not like going back. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's that age is now an issue. So yeah. And then to go back and get on less money, it sounds like real estate is still going up and job incomes aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big, a big thing over here is I know your weather shouldn't dictate your mood, but a sunny day, that's a major part of my, uh, natural biological clock saying yep let's go yeah well i see a lot of your videos that you post online with your movement and and it's always in a park on a sunny day yes bro. and it's very rarely that you that it's otherwise like it's the, uh, <laughs> not like being back home and and forgetting what the sun looks like because it's been two weeks of nothing yeah exactly no and the sun comes out and you're blinded no wonder you're getting on the mission to go find find a tinny and play PlayStation and eat pizza all weekend because it's just cold and grey outside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Um, just yeah, getting my passions in life more into my work life. That's probably nice. That's some that's some good goals, man, and all realistic too. There's nothing there that I'm hearing that that it's like, oh man, <laughs> it's all realistic and all yeah. achievable and all uplifting and yeah. awesome. That's I've cool. Made inroads already with you know starting up my little biz and yep, yeah, it's created a space for me to uh, grow in. Yep. Cool question, man. Um, me, me, mine, mine would have to be uh, very much the same sort of lines as in, um, uh, you know, trying to make sure I'm improving myself personally as as a person and as a dad, work wise. Um, Man, I just want to continue growing my business. Um, I, I love what I did. I'm, I think the biggest blessing I have 
as I'm very passionate about building. Oh, so, here comes my daughter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all good, man. I'll keep. I'll be fast. Um, and but sharing my passion with my kids, um, and I just want to be a better dad. Um, now yeah. learn and learning to be on my own. So whether or not I find something or someone later on in my life, it's all good. But I'm okay with being. I've got to learn to be okay on my own. Five years time, meh. I don't know where I'll be. Um, but I know I'll be. I'll be still happy. I know good. that much. It's good, bro. It's good. You're on the. You know how to get there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I know. I know how to get there. I know where I want to be, and I know how to get there. So there's nothing that I see as unachievable. Still got traveling to do. Want to go to the states? Same as you. And yeah, enjoy being a dad, man. Just really enjoying it. Yeah, bro. Quite often now, I'm finding myself definitely on the daily when they're um, behaving themselves. I just go. <laughs> Something in my brain goes, remember this. These are the moments that in a few years, there will be no more of this. Oh, Things like um, like my son, who's now five, I don't carry him down the stairs anymore. Yeah. But I carry my daughter, and I pretty much carry her everywhere. And yep. it's you know, that thing when they go, daddy, 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 and you go, yeah, sweet. I don't yep. care if I get sore arms. I'm carrying you because I know in a couple of years, you're not even Yep, definitely. And you know what? It's some things as cool as that. Like I still kiss my boy. Like I, even though sometimes he says boys don't kiss boys. I'm like daddies kiss boys, and boys kiss daddies. It's all good. Um, my you know, mana twenty two still kisses me. Oh, um, <laughs> it did look weird probably a couple of months ago outside the railway station, and I'm kissing my son. You know, and he's kissing me, and there's people watching from a balcony and kind of looking, going, Two guys kissing, okay? They don't know we're father and son. No. But I don't care. And the fact that he doesn't care and he loves me, I still kiss my dad. So, man, there's some things that just won't go away. You know, I don't. It's a note that's still hitting me that in 20 years, I won't be picking my son up, but I'll be giving him a hug and a kiss. That's good to know. Yeah, bro. Hard out. Look, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Or should we get into some uh, our hip hop conversation that we had on our deleted recording? <laughs> yeah, man. If you want to, yeah, we can go there. Okay, but I'm going to expand it now to top five, so you can squeeze in a couple more in there. Oh, so, top five MCs, uh, lyricists, however you want to uh, frame them, whether they're just funky or they're quite clever in their delivery or What's the word? Quite, um, quite crisp in their delivery of their message. Yep. Um, go, bro. Hit me with your number five and work up to one. Oh, so well, you already know my three. Yeah. So if I was going to go, man, I, I have to go with two of the guys. And I, I feel sad now because now they're movie stars. Um, Will Smith. No, no, no. <laughs> No, Ludacris. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You got me onto him. Ludacris, man, his puns and his flow yeah. from when he did his word of mouth album and that, like, was ridiculous. You know, I put your mama in the head. Like, like I love all that stuff. Like, he, yeah, bro. he grabbed me. He had awesome accents, too. Oh, Rhythm accents and would drag out syllables and words like no one else, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. So I'm still, uh, I like, I've been asked that question a few times and, man, I still bring it up. It's just like, uh, yeah, okay, he's falling on the last couple of albums. I'm not the biggest fan, but I go off their entire, their entire sort of what they've achieved. Um, you know, I still think he was dope. Back in the day, he was dope. So, Decent. yeah, man. Um, what are we on to? Four? Um, four. Five now? Yeah, so that was five. So number four is um, Mr. I'll give you my number five. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, man, do that. We'll go toe-to-toe. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Everlast, House of Pain. Oosh. I listen to him all the time. Still. Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, I don't know if you call it a fanboy crush, but just free, free albums yep. of pain. And I just love the way he, um, oh, whoopsie, just pausing there. Hey, shh, shh. Um, yeah, just funky. And maybe because I was a, a young white man with angst and part Irish, maybe I connected with Everlast. House of Pain, bro. Yep. Still listen to his stuff today in my forties. Oh, do you listen to his like with his um what he does now? Oh, with his acoustic stuff, the Whitey Ford stuff, the blues. But I definitely have appreciation on you know sitting down on the sun. Oh, bourbon is great music. But uh, and he does same as it. Have you heard the follow up album? Yep. The jump around that album. Uh, yeah, I love it. One of my favorites. What about he's done? He's done the best remix of Folsom. Prison Blues. I haven't heard it. Oh, maybe oh. I have. You got to listen to it. <laughs> it's it's dope. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, yeah, I still man, I agree. Uh, Everlast is cool. I do like him a lot. I love his tone, yep. and that fella's gone through some shit. I know that much. Awesome. Uh, number four, my number four is um, he's the guy that wrote my favorite song of all time, uh, "Most Deaf." Wicked. Uh, Yasin Bay, how he calls himself now, but my favorite song, Miss Fat Booty, his delivery on that song, I just play that over and over and over. Yep. Yeah. I just, and a lot of people, uh, especially my kids, used to hear it and go, man, is that who you tried to sound like when you MC there? Because you've got the same kind of delivery as most. And I'm just like, man, only if I, man, I could only dream to have a delivery like that. His ciphers, his, He's just—I just like him. He's cool, quirky, good, and you know he's—he's he's smart and uh, he's a bit of an actor as well. So you know, yep. bit of an all-rounder. No, he's a talented man, that's for sure. Yep, yep, yeah. Way back with Black Star and that. Yeah, I used to follow him. I've been a fan for a long time. What about you, man? Number four. Uh, I had a gap there, and I just wrote it, filled it in right now. Uh. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cube, Ice Cube. Ah, uh, yep. You were fighting with him the other yeah. day. So, so um, not in my top three, but uh, like knowing the raps and the powerhouse he is behind the writing of NWA, and then all his careers, like, yeah, uh, yeah, it just speaks for itself, man. He's just, he's the man. Oh, dude, man, uh, America's Most Wanted. That album came out. And my art, I went to a Mormon school and my art teacher was so, um, music was very inspirational to, like he would say, 
he didn't care. He didn't care if it had bad language. If it was artistic, he would let you play it. So I remember being some at a Mormon school and listening to America's Most Wanted during art class. Wow. That was that was dope, man. That was like, I can't believe this shit. It was cool. Yep. Uh, my favorite jam, Ice Cube Jam. I love uh, from Kill It Will, Jackin' for Beats. Oh, yep. Mainly, yeah, nice. not so much from the Ice Cube rap side, but the samples that they just chopped. Yeah, man. It's like, yes, that's... It's pretty much what any DJ wants to do is chop from fat sample to fat sample. And that's yep. what their song's all about, jacking beats from other people. Yeah, man. Oh, man number that's... four. I'm going to just I'll interject here. So you said most deaf, yeah, for number five? No, number five was the very first one was, um... oh, God. Oh, um... Ludicrous. Yeah, Ludicrous. Most deaf is four. Okay, I've got the top 50 MCs. Source Magazine is number 42. Oh, wow. Uh, most deaf is... Where is most deaf? Oh, Everlast is not on it. Most deaf <laughs> is number 23. Yep. Ice Cube is number 14. Wow. Okay, who's your number three? Oh, uh, that's Kendrick. Kendrick. Kate, yeah, K-Dot. Well, this is the old article, so he's not even on here. Wow. This is um, Source Magazine. Uh, I think it's the one you had. I'm sure you yep. one. So this going back. I don't know. So is this before he was on the yep. scene? Big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I've got to speed this up. Family calls. Um, yep. My number three, Eminem, Marshall Mavis. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The man. Uh yeah. I th- I love a quote and it sticks in my head. Courtney Courtney Love. Yeah. Kurt Cobain's ex missus. Yeah. She said it cool that without Dr. Dre, Eminem is like this um weird jester. Like, yes, agreed. And then with Dr. Dre, he's a genius type thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Dr. Dre made I remember Dr. Dre talking about Eminem maybe two years prior. He talked about him and he said, I've got something under the hood that is going to blow the That's world. Cool. And I remember hearing that. And then when he came out, I was like, oh, snap. I didn't think much of the first album. And then he just blew. And I was like, oh, man. Appreciate your style. Not a fan, but appreciate it. Eminem, number six on the Source magazine. Top. Wow. Um Number two is, it's a joint, it's a group. I would have to say Killer Mike out of the two. That's Killer Mike and LP from... Um, run the Jewels. Yeah, Run the Jewels, man. So Killer Mike goes all the way back. He's been emceeing for a long time from Atlanta, Georgia. LP's, he's more producing now, but he was with Company Flow way back in the day. Um, and so, so one white dude, one African-American dude, and together, man, they just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Out. Mama, don't you cry. Run the jewels. I've never heard of them myself either. So get on Apple Music and stuff. Yep, Love Again is my favorite joint from then. If you walk around singing this, the 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 main core, main lyrics from uh, Love Again, yeah, you might get in trouble. All right, number <laughs> two for me, uh, Chuck D, Enemy. 
Yep. Remember you said that. Yeah, very prolific in rap, man. He's like huge. Oh, yeah. Number 12 on the top 50 source. Is Killer Mike even on there? Bitch, no, no, be. no, he's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chuck D's just like, I don't know, the Jesse James of rap. <laughs> tone that's, I love emulating it in the car. Yeah. And to have the, the crazy motherfucker behind them, I'll flavor. Yep. <laughs> Pretty cool little comedy duo. They were, man. And Flavor, Flavor did his own thing too. But, oh, yeah. I love Chuck D. Chuck D. Chuck D is mean, man. Even just when he narrates anything too. Nowadays, yep. like, his voice is, yeah, you know it. All right, number one, brother. Uh, I just can't. I can't. There's nobody else that epitomizes hip-hop than this dude. And that's KRS-One, the Blastmaster himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Chris Parker. And they have him as number seven on their list. Wow. Wow. Who was their number one? Oh, yes, you're number yeah. one. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Just... Yeah. Oh, dude, I love KRS, man. I, his freestyles when he does, and he still does his, he's my number one, like, like I was saying, we talked about, I think we related it to a YouTube clip, and he's on my favorite YouTube clip at the moment where he talks about the rock star. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That blew my mind. That whole, that whole uh, interview he does. Well, yeah, he's dope, man. Yours, bro. Okay, I've pulled up some lyrics. So my number one, which is actually the number one of the Source magazine, is Rakim from Eric B and Rakim. And yep. yeah, for me personally, just the cool motherfucker, just not straining in any manner when he delivers these mean rhymes. Um, yep tongue twisters not so much into the triplets like Eminem and and uh, Kendrick does uh, yeah. far, um, but he just delivers in a cool calm collective man. but yeah and, and and some stuff in here I just want to read um, okay I'm everlasting I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as x-rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard, flip it, now it's a daily word. I can get iller than Nam, a killer bomb, but no alarm, Rakim will make, remain calm. Self-esteem make me super superb and supreme, but for a microphone still I fiend. This the tape I wasn't supposed to break, I was supposed to wait. But let's motivate. I want to see who can keep following and swallowing, taking the making, biting it and borrowing. Brothers tried and others died to get the formula, but I'ma let you sweat. You still ain't warm. You you a step away from frozen, stiff stiff as if you're posing. Dig into my brain as the rhyme gets chosen. Oosh. Is that microphone fiend or follow, follow the, leader? the leader? Oosh. Definitely. And this 1988? Yeah, oh, man. Damn. <laughs> I still... Oh, no. Nah, I won't even go there because that just sounds ridiculous. Move on. I was going to ask you... Um, I think we touched on it before. And being from New Zealand, we should kind of represent the New Zealand stuff. And we did... I uh, now know who my favourite New Zealand MC or group is. Yep. 
do you and and who was yours? Did you have a top number one? I won't even go through one, two, three. Number one New Zealand group. Rap group or rap? Yeah, yeah, rap rap group, whatever. Triple no no no. <laughs> Triple J. No. Uh, <laughs> love- have you got you would have one? Shea Fu is very popular. Um, oh Shea Fu just covers so many different bases for me. Um, yeah. DJ skills is cool. Um but rap styles well, probably when I think of New Zealand rap, I think of Scribe. Oh yeah, nice. The nice. And he's he's still going. I I was just showing him with um uh local MC Tipani. He was jumping on one of his joints, which is pretty cool. Representing Hastings, old Tipani. My mind is homebrew man. I just love Tom Scott. Tom Scott investigate more. Tom Scott and the song Space. Remember I done that? We did that little flow. Give another one, go. Oh, uh, see if I can find it. I'll do that. Hey, what's that? 60 seconds. Uh, homebrew space. Lyrics. I was quick on the flow last time, man. I had it up and I pulled it and just, damn, blew it out. It's on the second verse of that song because he relates and he talks a lot about... Uh, you know, having space. So he takes it straight to another level. I wish that I could beam you up. Black holes are eating up my heart. I need your Venus love. I fiend the feeling of your skin under my space suit. I keep your picture on the ceiling in my space room to gravitate to. Like I'm the moon, you're the earth. I'm the dark, you're the burst of light that made my sun the center of all my universe. The core of my planet, my law of attraction, the force that I'm trapped in, you're Eve and I'm Atom. So take my ring and let me be your satin. See, I'm just made of matter, but you're all you made that all that matters. I'm born from your gases. You burn on your ashes, the crater of my atlas. You knock me off my axis. And now all I can do is drift through the blackness, trying to find a cure for my stratus fear that I feel as I'm drowned in this galaxy, wishing that I could just spin this whole planet round backwards. That's that. Amazing, and just Dope. sat back to listen to that and thought of Eminem getting hot, Carl Sagan, and they came up with that. <laughs> That's some trippy stuff, man. Those are awesome metaphors. Yeah, man, hard out. Right. But yeah, man, that cool. was crazy. Hopefully, this works out on the technical side of things, and I can make a full episode of these little. Yeah, man. Then. And I'm hoping for the people that are out there listening that if they're keen on hearing more of us talking some shit and reflecting and helping and, I don't know, going through our experiences that they might want to hear more. True that. All right, brother. Too easy, my bro. See you, my man. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. Next time, listen. Yeah, man. All good.